Hey everybody, I don't worry about my name. I am I am become worship right now. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> my name is not important. I am just a spiritual vessel right now, so for worship to flow through. Really? Let's rock! Because he had a good an electric Let's guitar. Rock! He had an electric guitar. Hello, everybody. We are back. Fix that for you. I am your co-host, Mitch Hessian. I am your co-host, Kyle Ryan. And I am your co-host, Caleb This one sucks Carson. as well. <laughs> <laughs> this one, too, sucks. Okay, let me just try like a slow build into it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> hello, hello, hello again, everybody. This is Fix That For You, the podcast where we take your embarrassing stories that you send to us or from the internet and give you some very, very great advice on how you can fix your, frankly, embarrassing lives. This is ep- this is going to be episode 15. I am your co-host, Mitch Hessian. And I'd be your co-host, Kyle Renner. And I'd be your co-host, Caleb Carson. I feel inclined to tell everybody about what we have had to experience this past week regarding Snowpocalypse 2019. Snowpocalypse 2019! Snowpocalypse 2019! Now, I know what I have seen. <laughs> I know what my experience was during uh, this that crazy apocalyptic week. I just I want to know what you guys experienced, what you guys saw, maybe out on out in the wilderness. Uh, just tell me a little bit about it. Yeah, well, so the furnace went out, and I had to build a fire in the living room. And the only thing that I had to keep it going was our furniture, uh, and then after that, our bread. So <laughs> I I literally had to burn our food for warmth. So then <laughs> then as we that's Wednesday. That's up to Wednesday. Uh, by Wednesday, we were slowly you starving. Have, have food by Wednesday? It's really just bad preparation on your part. Uh, we didn't see it coming. We were blindsided. So we burned all our food. We had no food. We we're starving, but we did still have a small fire. Uh, so we 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 cooked the cat over it. Um, ate the cat. That brought us up to Thursday. Thursday, I finally went to work. Uh, on my way back, I picked up some beer, forgot the bread. Uh, so we're still starving, but really wasted. Still got those carbs, though. <laughs> got those carbs, though. It's just bread and liquid form. So. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, by by Friday, it had kind of cleared up, so we just went out and bought all new furniture. I got a new cat, and we we rebuilt from the ground up. you used to it, so you kept the fire in the middle of your house. Which I yeah, there's still, a, there's still a pit in there. It right. actually really ties the room together nicely. <laughs> So I have fun, no man. idea how any of us can have a worse experience than that, but Kyle, <laughs> I dare ask, how, how what was uh, your week like? <laughs> what I experienced was less about the snowpocalypse that was happening outside of the house and more of the self-pocalypse that was happening <laughs> to me. Okay. So when I worked from home five days in a row, <laughs> the amount of self-care that went on was, was marginal to none. <laughs> so uh, I... Wore the same pair of sweatpants for a whole week. <laughs> I didn't leave the house probably for more than 48 hours at one point. I didn't shave. Now, when most men don't shave, that gives you a 5 <laughs> o'clock shadow. When I get don't shave, <laughs> I get a little bit of an ugly goatee that doesn't connect with anything else. It's it's really, if I let it go, it would be a, a pathetic snow, uh, soul, soul patch. And then I get... A molestache, if a you will. A molestache, if you will. For the chin. For the chin. <laughs> And then I get three spots where there are like four or five hairs that come out of moles. Oh, so like that, a week gone by of that, 
It's not long, but it's noticeable. So basically, after a week of no self-care, you looked almost like you had been laminated and <laughs> perfectly preserved. In, in a sheet of ice. <laughs> like some kind of early hominid. Pre-hominid, yeah. Pre-human. Um, so then, uh, once the weekend came around, I took a look at myself. Good long look, and I was like, this needs to never happen again. <laughs> and thank God that... Uh, You've been warming. A- <laughs> we'll never let this happen again. <laughs> yeah, my week was it was pretty. I don't know if it was as bad as Caleb's or as self-destructive as yours, um, <laughs> but uh, I did get stuck once a day uh, because I unfortunately I did have to go to work or I did have to go shovel someone's driveway every day. Um, so day day one, I spent a total of three hours shoveling my driveway. Uh, and I pretty much threw my back out on the first day, so I <laughs> couldn't really show oh, the rest. I didn't really, uh, I didn't really plan that one out very well. Um, day two, I, I said I, I couldn't stay at home because I threw my back out already and I couldn't not, I couldn't just shovel the driveway. So I went in, I tried to get into work, got stuck right outside of my work. Um, nobody helped me push my car. <laughs> so all my coworkers are driving into work. And so, uh, I spent about 15 minutes trying to get out, trying to get my car out of the side of the road right there in front of my office. Day three. Wait. Did, did you get out? You got out? Or are you still in the snowbank right I now? I had to push, I had to push myself out while I was, while I was pressing on the gas, what? like myself. So I was like, like a skateboard. I was like, yeah. You were like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like half in my car, half out of my car. Pushing my car backwards with my back and my legs, and also stepping on the gas or to roll it to roll yeah, to get yeah. out. Uh-huh. Um, while wow. everyone else, while everyone just watched, and me. you got it out like that. Yeah, I'm sure. seriously impressed. Yeah, yeah, it was a it was a moment. It was like you know, like when a mom when a car falls on her baby, and a mom gets like super strength. <laughs> yeah, it was like that, but uh, to oh. a, to a much higher degree. <laughs> so oh, on yeah. my way home on Tuesday, it was really bad. Uh, you couldn't even see like a foot in front of your car. So at one point, like everyone just stops on the side of the road and everyone just gets out and we all, just all start Ooh. pilgrimaging. Back. <laughs> what? You're like a freaking bunch of emperor yeah, penguins every- migrating. <laughs> Everybody just gets out of their cars, packs up all their stuff on like a sack or like a uh, like wow. a satchel on their back, and we're like all bundled up. And is there any just- communication, or is this just all instinctual? It was. I mean, what are you going? We can't just we can't drive anymore. We're going to hit each other. It's so- instinctual. Wow. Yeah. So we're all kind of marching down the freeway. This big cluster, <laughs> maybe like a hundred, hundred fifty people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, so we're kind of walking down it, and luckily I was able to to get myself into like the middle of the crowd. And usually that's not where you want to be because of fear of tr- tripping and falling and getting stampeded on. But when you're marching on the freeways, that's the perfect place to be because a, a lot of people did get hit by oncoming traffic. <laughs> <laughs> How many casualties were there <laughs> in the Great Migration? How many made it? Um, there's too many to count. I couldn't really even get a good view. <laughs> There's some good folks. There. I couldn't really get a good view of the of the carnage in front of me and behind me and, and really just all around me. But uh, I did manage to eventually get closer to home, uh, where <laughs> closer, <laughs> where <laughs> wherein we ran into a a woman uh, with blonde hair and she was singing a song uh, while also causing the, the the winter vortex. And so we <gasps> were just, we were right in the heart of it. Uh, and she was singing uh, "Let It Go, Let It Go," and we didn't know what she was talking about, so we thought she meant like our our stuff. And so we put all of our stuff down, oh. um, and we just kept walking without any of our stuff. We had to take off all of our jackets, took off all of our clothes, uh, put to, like all of our sacks and satchels we left on the side of the road, and we all froze to death. 
I see. So you got to the sun, you got to the eye of the storm, and then you, you saw the storm yep. goddess, and you in, instantly left an offering. Yep. Uh, so, sacrifice. So day for her. three, I woke up, and I didn't go into work because I was I was still frozen. And yeah, uh, kind of like Kyle, I just I just hung out, uh, chilled. <laughs> I get it. Uh, <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> you know, earlier when you were walking the road, you said carnage, and I almost made a joke about it, but I saw you were in a sensitive <laughs> moment. But that was a great pun. Thank you. I'm, this whole this whole description of what is happening was all building up to that. Okay. So I'm done now. <laughs> all right. Let's not let's not waste any more time pondering on past traumatic experiences. Let's let's give the people what they came for. Let's give them what they want and uh and do a story. Kyle, what do you got for us this all week? Right. This story is brought to us by Phantom Fleece. So I had an interview with my university for a job. Basically, it was to call postgraduates and ask what they're up to. Nothing difficult, but the pay was good. The night before, I went out and got absolutely hammered. I mean, like, blackout drunk. Very dangerous. Smart. And smart. <laughs> Still not even sure how I got home. But I woke up at around 9 a.m. The interview was at 11. And was greeted by the drinker's worst enemy, the beeroid. Is is it is it beeroid, maybe? Uh, that... I've never, yeah, never read that word, so I just confidently went for it. Yeah, I've never heard of it either, but I know for a fact beeroid isn't a thing. (laughs) I'm going to back up. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But I woke up at around 9, and the interview was at 11, and was greeted by the drinker's worst enemy, the beeroid. For those who don't know, it is intense cramps, usually followed by a swift evacuation of bowels. Usually comes with a full hangover. So I decided that since I've got my interview, I won't screw around, and I'll get rid of it early rather than feel like crap all day. So, Beriad goes, and I get dressed and head off. I make it to the interview, where it turns out that two nice old ladies will be talking to me. It starts off well. We chat. I try to be funny. As I go to leave my seat, I feel a rumble in my stomach. Ignoring it, I stand and go to shake their hands when a loud, wet-sounding, horrendously smelling fart comes out. I mean, basically, nuke the room. They both immediately give me horrific loom, and they panic, trying to blame it on one of them. Needless, <laughs> oh, man. Wow. That's polite, I guess. Yeah. Needless to say, they saw right through me. Oh, wait. She tried to blame it on them? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Me panicking, trying to blame it on one of them? That's cruel. Oh, I wow. thought they were, like, taking yeah, the blame. Yeah, that's, like, the second mistake I have pinpointed in this one. Right. <laughs> Needless to say, they saw right through me. We all kind of knew I wasn't getting the job after I did that. So I left and went home and relieved myself. And that's how my first job interview ever went. That's her first job interview. That's pretty that ex- Okay, that explains a lot of the mistakes yeah, made. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, right. We're supposed to fix it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm not going to just read the next I, I, I was like, all right, this, let's hear another. That, that was, was fun. That was hilarious. <laughs> What's next? More, more, more. <laughs> were they underaged drinking, or were they appropriately aged drinking? This is their first job interview, so part of me hopes they were underage drinking, but of course they shouldn't be underage drinking. Uh, so I don't know what's worse, that or not having a job interview until you're 21 or older. Oh, man, that's a tough one. That really is a good question. I feel like even even if they aren't 21, like, and this is their first job interview, they probably also still drank when they were, like, 16. Right. They probably yeah, drank underage oh, anyway. No doubt. Yeah. yeah. So, so let's just make them drink. 16. <laughs> yeah. They're 16. Well, did oh. say they're in college. Mm, okay, so, so they're really smart. It, okay. If okay. <laughs> right, um, we both went to the same college. Okay, right? here's, here's what I'm thinking. If they're in college 
and they're dr- and let's let's assume they're overage they're overage drinking they're legally drinking <laughs> they're overage drinking <laughs> no <laughs> drinking while ninety what's that law <laughs> yeah no drinking while ninety <laughs> sir can I see your if ID? they're gonna <laughs> if they're gonna drink enough to get blackout drunk I, when it's legal for them to drink I, I almost guarantee you they were drinking that much before it was legal for them to drink so. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go. What's what was the what were the two? Sixteen and twenty-two. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> those are the only I options. I it to two. <laughs> Couldn't be anywhere. In I've between. got it narrowed down to two different ages. It's either sixteen or twenty-two, and I won't fudge no, an inch. What's the, oh, what's the overage drink? <laughs> oh, the over, oh, that's ninety. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think I might have something here for this one. So you can still go back in. And you can try and plead your case. Like, even though there was that silent agreement where everyone was kind of decided, okay, you just sharded in your pants, and this is a big boy job. You're not, you're actually not going to be working here. Um, you could, I think you can go back in and, and that will kind of prove to them that you can stand up to adversity. Um, this job is calling, uh, college graduates and then asking them what they're up to. But I think we really all know what that means. And yep. they're going to be asking them for money. For, for money, yeah. yeah, for money. yeah. And you're going to get a lot of rejection from that job. So this is an opportunity that they can use to show these two mm. supervisors. <clears throat> yes, I I can mess up. I can I can have all the odds stacked against me. I can be climbing uphill in a pile of my own shark. And I, <laughs> a pile of shark? <laughs> you know how many sharks it would take <laughs> so to make sharks. a pile? <laughs> like a thousand sharks. <laughs> at least. But I'm gonna keep pushing. I'm gonna I'm gonna get that job or that. You're gonna keep pushing that because that's probably what got you in this in the first place. Man. That's, you, can, you can use that. Like, you I won't stop that. pushing. Stop pushing till I get it all out. As evidenced by my shark, I will not stop pushing in this job. I will push until I crap myself. If that's what it takes. An option that she would have that would build off of yours. It's kind of like a branching decision point she could do. It's a little riskier, but it's the same idea of like proving that she's willing to go the distance. Is uh, she finds the time to either schedule another appointment, just like really begs for it, like with the same two ladies, like Irma and Ethel. And perfect. She, yes. Yeah. Exactly. She gets into that that room with them for that second follow up. Maybe it's, she wouldn't even call yeah, it an interview. Right. It's not really an it's interview. Just follow up She's just kind of barging it. in there and being like, hey, remember me? I'm the sharp, I'm the sharp person. <laughs> right. And then, <laughs> I'm imagining, like, I, I don't know if she's really cleaned up her act at all. So she might be sharding while she's going in there. Oh, you're getting to what oh, I'm getting. Oh, okay. So, so uh, she gets them in the room and she closes the door behind her and she turns to them and unbeknownst to them, she had done yet another binge drink the night before. <laughs> So she is locked she and loaded, learned. ready hasn't to learned. go. No, this was intentional, though. She knew what she was okay, doing. Okay, so she has learned. She learned, <laughs> and she's standing before them and explains to them what she did the night before, which is the same thing she did the night before the previous interview. She slowly, without breaking eye contact with them, turns and locks the door. <laughs> and then uses them, to holds them hostage with her shards and says, I will not stop sharding. Until you give me this job. <laughs> oh, man. And poor Irma and Ethel have such weak wills at this point. They've faced years of rejections from grad students, and they're just so done with it. And they've never seen anything like this before. That they're so impressed with your beguiling audacity to hostage them with your own shards <laughs> that it only takes an hour for them to give you the job and write a glowing recommendation for you to be hired as actually the top paid caller of graduates. <laughs> 
I, one thing, it might be a little bit hard to sneak past the secretary to get into their room because obviously they've been like, whatever you do, do not let sharp person back in our offices. We cannot take that stench anymore. So I'm thinking what you might have to do is um, show up at each of their houses and maybe like figure out their schedules. As soon as they leave the house for work, you go into that, you break into their house and you just hang out there, spend the whole day there, but make sure you're sharding all day, every, every hour that you're there. So that when they come home, the the house is permeating with the smell of your of your fecal gases. Oh. <laughs> oh. Um. And then, and then they walk in, and then you you pretty much blackmail. Them. I'm not I'm not blackmail. That's not what we're saying we here. We wouldn't say that. You're you're pretty much um but just nego- much. negotiating uh a stern negotiation tactics. With, uh, negotiating with heavy leverage. <laughs> <laughs> just like Kyle said. Um. But that way you kind of like you're making them come to your turf, even mm-hmm. though it's their turf. It's you made it into yours. Your turf. <laughs> Even though this is your turd. <laughs> so yeah, that's what I got for that. Yeah. I I think I think your your suggestion is perfect. Let's just change the setting of it yeah. so that we have the advantage mm-hmm. where it's our home court. You don't risk getting caught by the secretary, just the police. Right. So our our, our home court is is their home. <laughs> right. That's, that's right. What you're exactly. Saying. Yeah. Turn turn their their home court into our home court. Yeah. I just have to say, is it is it weird that during this at, at some point in the story, I started picturing our person for some reason as a poopy little leprechaun. Yes. <laughs> Our next story is brought to us by Eloquence25. We're hoping it's true. I made a few egg mayos and took them to work in my good old lunchbox. Opened it up at lunch for a nice snack, but it stunk the whole place out. <laughs> Someone thought I had crapped myself. In the second half of the day, a woman from HR emailed everyone and CC'd. <laughs> what? <laughs> from HR put an email everyone is CC'd on except for me about bringing smelly food what <laughs> and when I went to make a cup of joe there was this sign on the wall about appropriate lunches so that was today I am the eggy stink <laughs> sorry this person also works on in IT that's why he could tell that everybody but him was CC'd on it uh, what passive aggressive and that isn't even addressing the problem like just email the one person that had the stinky egg yeah sandwich. could you not bring egg sandwiches yeah that seems like a really bad attack plan where they're like right oh man someone's bringing these nasty crap sandwiches we gotta we gotta put right. a stop to this okay i know what we're gonna do we gotta email everybody but the person bringing in the, the crappy egg sausage <laughs> right. sandwiches and that will fix it <laughs> no i'm glad that we got this story uh, you know like when you're applying for jobs and like takes weeks and weeks for them to ever get back to you mm-hmm. if they ever do like yeah. i'm glad we just this is the kind of stuff that they're doing this is what keeps like, hr busy yeah instead yeah. of like you know reading resumes or <laughs> yeah. doing interviews they're dealing with stinky crap sandwiches Solving real world problems and 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 when they're doing that they're not even doing a very good job at it so right <laughs> Do you guys realize what's happening here? He's a robot. No, 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 no. <laughs> They're not a robot. I brought in an egg and mayo sandwich to work. I cannot smell. I cannot smell how bad it is. <laughs> Please forgive me. I have not installed hashtag or factory. <laughs> no, what this is is the person from the first story. Our advice, our advice worked, and they got the job. Sharp person got the job. But then, being sharp person, they got over the sharts. But then. Then they just shart in a different way. <laughs> they just bring egg salad sandwiches, <laughs> and it smells like a shart anyway. You're like, well, I can't be sharting every day because I'm gonna ruin all my underwear. I gotta find different ways to stink up the place. <laughs> yeah, I got this. This is my this is my thing. This is who I am. Okay, <laughs> I once a sharter, always a sharter. Yeah. And sharter. you know, once a sharter, always a sharter. So yeah. start right. I sharted into my sandwich. Yeah. No, so I wasn't this... gonna go there, and I did. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh... 
poop sandwich. Wow, we can't rely on fart jokes all the time. Okay, so um, I think what we're going to have to do is a solution that we've gone to a couple of different times. Um, we're going to have to double up on this one. I have taken egg and mayo sandwiches to work before. Ooh. They don't stink that bad if you're refrigerating them. Um, so what I'm trying to say here is that there are, there are smellier foods that you can bring mm. into work. I think we all know the very common and popular one. Fish. fish. Yeah. But I think that would be a little bit too obvious that you're trying to like, you're trying to like, like the message you want to get across is something like, oh, you think, you think that was smelly? Well, get a load of this and you'll never think that was smelly. I can bring in egg sandwiches again. Yeah. You know, it's, you, you don't put me on the email. I guess this doesn't apply to me. Yeah. Just keep oh, bringing progressively <laughs> smellier foods. That's great. Why would you be passive aggressive about it? So am I. <laughs> put, put me on the dang email list. I'm going to keep bringing in fish sandwiches. Tell me to stop. Tell me to stop. Tell me to stop. Stand up to me. Hold me back. Hold me back, bro. Hold me back. So, so you can bring in a fish, and that's gonna be like they're gonna, they're gonna get the message pretty quickly. But I think that's also a little bit too malicious. It's a little, it's a little bit too aggressive and not enough passive. So, yeah. what do you guys think is a food we like that we can tell them to bring in that will accomplish our goal? Uh, I'd say personally, curry has worked very well for me in these sort of situations uh, where I need to use a passive aggressive smell. Uh, so, curry, like maybe some sort of chicken curry, tikka masala. Uh, that will really, it really, the, the thing about it is it's not overwhelming. It's just persistent. Mm. It'll, it'll oh. cling Permeating, and stay yeah. there for yeah. a while mm. and it's hard to get rid of. So, um, that's kind of the one that I would suggest. Uh, but also I don't want to go, I don't want to go like straight laced here. I think we could go a little gorilla and maybe mix up a couple of these different ones. So yeah. maybe throw in my idea, but like mix it up with like a fish curry. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like a fish curry, which would be maybe end game tactics uh, <laughs> if we're not moving any. Moving That's like when we're like anyway. trying to shut down the the, yeah. uh, the company. That's the yeah. final leg of the trip. <laughs> like okay, we need to get this building condemned somehow. How are we gonna do that? Fish fish curry. Here we come. So we have some kind of so we have some kind of a regular curry. Then I I want to propose sauerkraut. Just a mm. nice old. Big old bowl of sauerkraut mm. for Hot, lunch. Steamy Hot, steamy sauerkraut. Steamy sauerkraut. Oh, <laughs> Bring a small desk fan to just kind of waft it, <laughs> just blowing the sauerkraut smell everywhere. Uh-huh. Yeah, that, I that love that idea too. because I am not a fan of, of like sour, of authentic oh. sauerkraut. Oh yeah. We, I we went to um, we went to uh Frankenmuth's for like around Christmas time. You know, like everybody does. Everybody yeah, we get it. You travel, man. Yeah. Okay. You're well traveled. Um, so we went to Frankenmuth for Christmas. Um. And there, it's like a German, you know, Frankenmuth. It's obviously a German Yeah, we, we've culture. all been there, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, like, they have an authentic sauerkraut, and I've never had, like, authentic sauerkraut before. And I took one bite of it, thinking this was going to be a fun little, like, adventure for my taste buds to go on. <laughs> and I ended up immediately regretting it. I really wanted to spit it out, but yeah, it's I'm, more like but I'm a 24-year-old guy, so right. it's not really acceptable. It's not like a little fun adventure for your taste buds. It's more like a first time doing Zumba for your taste buds. Yeah, it's kind of like, okay, I'm going to eat this and I know my pee is going to sting afterwards. <laughs> it's kind of like, okay, I'm going to eat this and think it's an adventure, but really it's just like a shart in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> that's not we far off. Into the sandwich to into the mouth. Gross. That's really not far off from yeah. what it feels like to eat it. Sauerkraut is just, yeah, anyway. Sharkraut. Okay, so we can, can we do like, wait, is, is sauerkraut a curry? No. Okay, no, like you said a, like no. a curry. Like, okay. like a no, no, no. His, okay. his was a curry. Yeah, yeah. So so we're doing like a curry, sauerkraut, fish, fish horseradish combination. Yes, with eggs sprinkled on top. That horseradish, even though it's not consistent like the curry is, it's got, oh, it's going to sting mm, those nose hairs. Mm, stingy oh. day. 
Um, but I feel like the curry scent is going to carry that scent on top of it. The consistency yeah. of it will have a steady stream of, yeah. of horseradish sting oh, going yeah. up into people's nostrils. Biologically engineered. You <laughs> yeah. need a carrier. The curry, the curry is the carrier, the host for the other smells to make it permeating the and Sherpa, spreadable. The, the fish is the Sherpa. amplifier. The sauerkraut the the sour is, is somewhat of like the uh, like the vomit factor because oh. like, it gets like back into like your throat and you're going to be tasting that like in your mouth for a long time. That's, that's the invasive one. The curry is the carrier, the sauerkraut is yeah. invasive, and then the, the fish is the amplification of mm. it all. I think we have a – I think that's, this is a knockout recipe for destruction. I think we just ended the Cold War. Mm-hmm. We could gas the entire world with this bad boy oh. with one sauerkraut fish curry sandwich. I kind of want to actually try it and see what it's like. I think we can put that together at some point. Fix that for uh, you, no. bonus. Coming to you, uh, pay, pay, subscribe to Patreon. I think that one's good. I think we just wrapped that one up. Um, okay, hold on. W- one, one second. You can't – if we make this this concoction, this contagion, are we going to let it sit? Or are we just going to like come – it's going to be fresh? I think if we really want to help, it has to be like we first thought of in stages. So first we bring the we bring the curry. They send another passive-aggressive email, still don't CC us. Then we bring in the sauerkraut, <laughs> still don't CC us. Then we bring in the overcooked fish that we did not refrigerate. We don't even eat it. We just put it out on the table and leave it there. <laughs> Still not CC. Then you bring. Are we, wait, all... are we sure we actually work here? Oh, if we're we... not on the email. Like, we're just not on the email list. Oh my gosh, we did oh all this for. Crap. They don't even. Work. It's like an office space scenario where he got fired and he didn't even realize he's been working there for ten years. They're still paying him. They forgot to take him off payroll. But he's off the email list. Ow, bro, you don't work there. He needs to apply. Problems. Apply. So let's fresh start. Yeah, just right. apply. Square one. And. Uh, Everything will be better. <laughs> so then at, once the fish doesn't work, then we combined all three into our biological weapon that we've now developed scientifically. And if that doesn't if that doesn't work, you go into their room, you take a big old shart right in HR's <laughs> office, and you walk out of there. I think we're kind of overlooking a certain advantage that our, okay. that our person has here. I know we're going oh, a little long run, on this. We're running out of time, yeah. All right. Uh, it might be quick. It, it, it can have to do with – it has to do with, like, how we deliver this. So I think – Instead of going like this long con thing where like you wait for them to finally CC you on the email, this person is in IT. So that means you have certain privileged access to all of your coworkers' uh, devices and uh, what they're working on, their computers and such. So I think what you can sort of manufacture is a situation in which you do a blackout. And so you write the perfect code, the right, the right hack, a virus you might say. I don't know hack terminology, and you <laughs> you do it so that your entire office goes goes dark at the same moment, so that all of a sudden nobody can work, and so they all have to sort of rum it, meander out into the foyer, uh, in in which everybody eats their where at the kitchen where they eat, kind of just lost and looking for kind answers. Of lost. You like, know when people stop like, working, oh, they don't know what to do. With I don't themselves. have a task. So they what, eat. I will just wander and I'll yeah. graze. So they <laughs> go to the communal crazy. open square. And what you do, you've planned this so that when they're in that square, you're able to shut the door and lock them in, which is, that was the same thing I offered for the last one. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a one-trick pony today, I got a huh? face today, yeah. <laughs> kind of a one-trick pony. But you lock them in so that they smell the smell, and then it's, they can't put up a smell. That's the same thing I just Oh, <laughs> uh, It's fitting, though. This is the same person as the first story. thank you so much for that alternative viewpoint. <laughs> You bring Maybe. such a flavor to the to the group, such a such charismatic ideas. Well, I just you love your versatility and how you can just adapt. To Swiss any Army situation. knife of jokes over here. 
Uh, well, All right, I'll stick to reading the okay, stories. Okay, let's do a let's do a different one. <laughs> this one is brought to us by Strix Various. This just happened. I was outside my house and ran into my neighbor. We started out discussing neighborly stuff, roof repairs, the weather, the HOA, etc. Regular stuff. Regular neighborly. I even know what adult things are. Uh-huh. That mortgage. That mortgage last month. You guys was see that? Crazy, you, huh? you guys see that Roth IRA? <laughs> crazy. <laughs> Crazy, crazy, spectacular. Well, I, I wish the weather was as unpredictable as my stats, you know? I wish my sex life was as unpredictable as the weather. <laughs> <laughs> oh, John. Oh, uh, neighbors. Meanwhile, his daughter parks her car by us and walks up to stand between us on the sidewalk. Between us. I had never met, the, met her, and I figured she's just waiting on her dad to go inside. He doesn't introduce us and just keeps talking. No, that was a typo, and he said, just keeps taking He probably thinks we already know each other. Several minutes go by while she just silently listens to our discussion. Turns out, she wasn't his daughter. I just assumed that because (laughs) she was the right age. He assumed that she was a friend of mine. (laughs) Again, because of her age. We were both waiting on the other to introduce us. She just stood there (laughs) (laughs) with the two rudest motherfuckers she'd probably ever met, neither of whom were acknowledging her existence, even though she walked up to a foot away from them in public. She just wanted directions to a nearby park and figured we would be good people to ask since we apparently lived there. (laughs) That's a great story. That's a good one. What I think needs to be done here is we need to take this from leaning way this way, right? To the right. And way to the the right. Uh Swing it back way to the freaking left, right? Uh So first, you don't think that you know who this person is because you think it's their, you know, you know the situation. Mm -hmm. What you do is as soon as he realized, which obviously just now realized, that neither of them know this person, you act like you're, they're your best friend, mm. and you just suddenly introduce her to your elderly neighbor. This is Stacy. You, you, this is, exactly. You make up a name for her. You say, this is Stacy. She's my cousin. We were born in the same hospital. We've been friends since we were born, and uh, her parents are dead, and she's been living with me. <laughs> and you give her a side hug, and you say... I have never felt more of a kinship with any other family member <laughs> in my entire life. I've never felt more of a kinship with anyone in my family other than Stacy. I mean, we we are brother and sister. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. We have to roll a charisma check for Strix Various and see if he can can accomplish what you have just said. Right, right. Okay, let's go. Let's roll. He, oh, <laughs> he no. literally rolled a one. Oh, he, he, he failed wow. his charisma check. Okay, so, so we can't do that one. Well, so what we happened to... now is, is she turns and she doesn't just slap him. She pulls a gun on this guy. Whoa! She got, pulls a gun on the guy and he sh- takes him hostage and says to his older neighbor, hey, if you, if you don't give me all your money, I'm going to shoot this and, man well, right here. And directions here. to the park. And I want, directions. I want, all your I want directions to this park and all your money. <laughs> I and about your dog, too. Honestly, there's, uh, it's less about the money, but tell me those damn directions. I really want directions to this park. The money is kind of like the icing on the cake. The, yeah. the park is the meat. <laughs> give, give me the meat. Give me the meat or I'll shoot. I'll shoot him. I'll shoot this meat puppet All right, right so what, is, what does his neighbor do? So 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 so, <laughs> okay, <fine>. <laughs> <laughs> so what the neighbor does then in react is he attempts to disarm the woman and take back the guy. So disarm her, to remove the gun, and rescue the guy. Okay, perfect. I'm going to call a dexterity check on that one. Okay, let's get a roll here. Fourteen. Okay, pl- uh, fourteen. So, I think that I think that works. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay, fantastic. Okay, so Stanley, Stanley has disarmed Stacy, disarmed her, did, removed the gun. It didn't roll high enough to steal the gun, but but removed the gun and took the, <laughs> the guy gun back. The gun kind of like hit, like knocked out of her hand. It kind of rolled like 
right in front of like a manhole <laughs> right on the edge of precariously on the edge right. of the manhole <laughs> <laughs> and so then they both look at it and they both try to dive out to go get it and then they fall on the floor and they both kind of barely miss it they both kind of fall fall short and the gun falls down to the manhole and then Where, an, and then an, and then a teenage mutant ninja turtle but no. it's not a turtle it's an alligator it's a teenage oh, mutant no. ninja <laughs> alligator yeah so take scoops up the gun and suddenly he's at the top of the food chain maybe down not there. <laughs> <laughs> he's shooting all like the alligators not, something like not already on top of the food chain maybe it's like um like, like a small rat, like a sl- yeah, like, like a, a rat. like a slug or a small rat, something that can like kind of work its way up and like kind of <laughs> defend the community, the slug or rat community from the alligators because they're kind of like the overlords. Agreed, agreed. So a rat gets the gun. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. yeah. A, a rat gets the gun. It creates the rat mafia down there, right? Starts taking out all of the alligators. Next thing you know, there's an alligators are an endangered species. Well, sewer alligators mm-hmm. are an endangered species, and the rats come up to the surface and they start they taking over the, the entire park. neighborhood. They yeah, they, they the park. The whole park mainly because they have nowhere else to go, and it doesn't really and, matter how to get to the park. So and they just heard directions to the park. So they yeah, that's how they got there. <laughs> yeah, they heard the directions, and that's where they went because they thought it was like God talking, and they're like, okay, we got to go to like, this park. The promised. Land is at 24B Charity Lane. <laughs> they made a pilgrimage to the Promised Land, but they're not inherently greedy, so they they take the park and they they stop there. They don't they don't conquer oh, anything else, even though they head. could. But mm-hmm. they just they're content with the park. I mean, literally, they'd have to bolster their their numbers up and their population up by like a thousand before they could take over a, a large city. So they have to start small. Yeah, and they, and they have to engineer another uh, you know bubonic plague before they do that. So yeah, I like I like where this is going. Uh, fix that fix that for you. I mean, I fix that. You're welcome. We definitely fixed the rats' problems. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's maybe go back to like the, the struggle going on top of the manhole, like the you know. Oh, uh, the humans in the story. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> go back to the right, story's right, origins. Right. right. So they knock the gun in. Okay, Kyle. What, what what happens at that point? Well, as soon as the gun is out of the stranger female's hand, yeah. our main character who wrote this story looks up from his phone as he's typing the story for us. <laughs> And says, oh, I don't need this fixed anymore, and turns around to walk back to his house. Now, of course, he's remembering that in the conversation with his neighbor, he realizes that they discussed HOA matters. Now, the HOA in their neighborhood specifies very specifically that guns are not to go near manholes. And he turns around and realizes, <laughs> oh, that's a violation of city section 543. And so he, he pulls out his phone, which is still in his hand because he was typing this embarrassing story up for Reddit. And he has his HOA on speed dial, which he calls his HOA, speed dial 1. And they are known in their city for the fastest response HOA ever. So he calls them. Which says, is like still seven hours. Well, still seven hours. And he calls them and says, hey, there's a violation of section code C5341. Uh, and there's also a stranger in this neighborhood. I've never seen her before. Uh, and she's wrestling, trying to wrestle a gun from somebody else. I just figured you guys probably would want to know. They've been wrestling for seven hours Seems now. Seems like there's some sort of rat situation as well, but that's out of the neighborhood. <laughs> uh, that's the next neighborhood over. Probably let that go. Um, but yeah, please do pay attention to that. Also, my neighbor's lawn is looking a little tough, uh, a little uh, bad. <laughs> Could you please check that out as well? Um, and then he hangs up and he goes back to his house. Uh, seven hours later, he comes back out, gives his report to the HOA. A full stack of 11 pages. Full stack of 11 pages he's got to write. Front and back, single right. space. But he's a committed member and he's new to the neighborhood. So he's like, I got to do this. He fills out all the paperwork. Turns out this woman, this whole thing was actually a test. That they do on new neighbors. Oh my! And he word. passed the test with freaking flying well, colors. Well, he flying never gave colors. directions to <laughs> to the park. Right. Well, the test That's was part of it. Would you would you report? Oh, that makes anybody who's in a violation of any of the basic codes of the HOA, or even and just like, that. would you tell a stranger where our children hang out? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> you want to swing it that way. It's a real test. <laughs> it's a nice way to frame it right there. Yeah, okay. That I think that wraps it up. I think that one puts a nice, neat bow. Very straightforward. Very simple to follow. One of the easier solutions we've ever proposed. Honestly, that I can't... You know, we 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 have a lot of bad advice and suggestions on this show, but this is definitely does not fall in that category. Yeah, this definitely falls in the category of this is this is real. Report it Anyways. to the HOA. Done. Done. Sounds. Indy helped out some rats in the process. Sounds good to me. Well, I guess that's been three of them. So we're <laughs> con- contractually we have fulfilled our obligations, and we are allowed to stop recording at this moment. Thank you guys so much for listening to episode fifteen of Fix That for You. How do you guys think this went? You guys, you guys have fun. I mean, I thought I thought this was one of our better episodes. I I thought the advice was solid this time. Yeah, it was great. I mean, could have gone better. Fair enough. I, I appreciate. Uh, positive and negative feedback listener how do you think this one went actually don't talk into your into your computer because we cannot hear you this isn't this is a podcast is not being filmed live if you would like to tell us how this episode was or any of our past episodes you can get in contact with us listeners please get in contact with us by following our facebook page messaging us on facebook at ftfy podcast you can tweet at us on the twitters at ftfy pod or you can email us with any questions comments concerns or send us one of your fantastic embarrassing stories at ftfy sorry no 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 i don't want to say at because that, that's misleading it's like an at sign so ignore that i said that and then just start from here just start from here ftfy podcast at gmail.com that's where you can email in all that good good information like freshly baked bread right to our in- inboxes little bonus content if any of you um Maybe post a review or send a text message. I will send you a personal short video of me doing a never before seen magic trick. <laughs> I would like. Uh, I'm actually gonna man. I, I'm gonna message us. Yeah. Do you want to give you your phone number? Two three one two eight two five eight two seven. That's not my phone number. <laughs> we got a big shout out to Ganipkanap for our song of their use, Falakafuki. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta actually t- yeah I can't actually say it <laughs> I always think you can't make it funny and you do every time <laughs> okay big shout out to Cold Soda Club for our use of their song Ganip Ganap we love hearing that song in the intro of this song we hope you do too if you like it please go and check them out on Spotify or iTunes or Slitcher or wherever you find your things on your music in your house in your car yeah, listen to it there also, uh, shout out to McKenna Kreiderman for leaving a review on our Facebook page. Um, yeah, good job. I wish everyone else would do that. Shout out to David Phillips for also leaving a review on the Facebook page. Is that that dude with glasses? That's that dude with glasses. I think that I fly guy? That fly guy. That fly guy. He's the first guy that Thank, told me about thanks, Reddit. Thanks, you two, for that. Thank they, you. They left some very nice and encouraging words, and I would encourage everyone else to do the same on Facebook or on Apple Podcasts. Um, well, that's going to wrap it up for us. This has been episode 15 of Fix That For You. As always, and until next time, I am your Frozen in Time co-host, Mitch Eschen. I am your Ice Cold Ruba host, Kyle Reinen. And I'm your Rhubarb Pie, Caleb Carson. And you're the listener, and you're welcome. That's good.